God wonderful. It's good to see everyone tonight. Nice crowd tonight. Amen. Glory to God. We had a wonderful time this morning. How many of you enjoyed it? I enjoyed myself. Amen. (laughs) Glory to God. Amen. So we look to God to do something more tonight. Amen. You know, each time you come before God, you live with something good, something marvelous. Amen. Praise God. Well, this morning we were talking about living a transformed life. Transformed life is a major key to a life of victory. To the believer, victory is not an occasional thing. We're born into victory. Victory is the way we ought to live. Because the Bible said that God has delivered us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. We are born into victory. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So victory is not something we hope for. It's not something we try to get. It's something we have. We're born into it. You know, if somebody walked up to you tonight and said, pray for me that I be human. You'd be like, uh, let's get you some help, right? Why? (laughs) Because it would be weird for somebody to come up to you and pray that they be human. Why? They already are. You're already victorious. You were born victorious. Amen? Amen. So we were talking about some of those things this morning, how it is vital that we live a transformed life. So we started from Romans chapter 12, uh, verses 1 and 2. So let's start tonight again from there. Romans chapter 12, we will read verse 2. And where we go from there, no man knoweth. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody has been having sort of like an itching problem. Itching, itching, itching problem. It just scratches, scratches all the time. Are you here tonight? Glory to God. You can receive your healing right now. Praise God. Amen. So if that's you, just reach out and say, Father, I take it. Amen. Romans chapter 12, look at verse 2. It says, And be not conformed to this world, But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? I always stop there and I say, why? Why? That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And we know that the will of God for his children is that we prosper and be in health. But it's attached to the level at which our mind prospers. You remember that scripture in 3 John 1, 2? Beloved, did you forget so quick? <laughs> Beloved, you see, that's my whole point. You see, when you hear this word, it's not for Sunday morning. That's the way you live. Amen. That's the way you live. You hear, Beloved, yeah, yeah, amen. You're talking, why? Because what you're doing is you are renewing your mind to the word of God. That's the key to transformation. You're beginning to think like God. Think like his word. Amen. Amen. When I discovered that Jesus was made poor, that I through his poverty might be rich, 
I stopped responding to anything poor. Somebody said, oh, so you got a lot of money? It had nothing to do with money. It had nothing to do with money. It has everything to do with me accepting what God did for me. And when I started identifying myself as the rich, money started finding me. Money started finding me. Why? I started changing how I thought. I started thinking in line with who God said that I am. And when I started thinking in line with who God said I said that I am, my life started transforming. My life started transforming. How many of you have areas that you want your life to transform? It begins with you renewing your mind with the word of God in that area. How do you do it? The word, let's take for instance, the Bible said that when Jesus died on the cross, it was our sickness and disease that were placed on him. Our sins were placed on him. And when he was crucified on the cross, our sin was crucified with him. Our sickness and disease was crucified, was laid on him. So what, is, what are we to think after reading and hearing that? I'm not trying to get sick, uh, uh, get healed anymore. My sickness was laid on him. So when symptoms come, I don't, I don't identify myself as the sick. Did you see the difference? I am healed. He said I am. That's my thinking. Somebody said, well, if, you're, if you are, why are you dealing with symptoms? They are symptoms. They are not symptoms. Uh, they are symptoms. I'm not sick. Trying to get healed. I am the healed, resisting symptoms of sickness. You see the different mindset? I am the healed. Because what happens many times is that we allow natural circumstances to mold our thinking. And then we are wondering how come the blessing is not flowing. The blessing will flow to the degree that we think according to the blessing. Amen. So that's what we were talking about, and that's what I believe we're going to continue to minister on tonight. That, you know, if your life is going to transform, it begins with how you think. How you think. And how you think is how you will live. Somebody said, well, as soon as I get the first one million dollars, I'm going to, I mean, my life is going to be set. Guess what? If your life is not set with $100, one million can set it. It's deception to think that it is the outward things that will set your life. I've seen people get money and ended up destroying their lives. Somebody said, that couldn't be me. It wouldn't happen to me. No, 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 no. And I watched them go that direction. Amen. It is knowing who you are according to the word of God that transforms your life. Amen. So tonight, there's so many things we can say about this, but let's just talk about the benefits of a renewed mind. Benefits of a renewed mind or benefits of a transformed life. You know, your life will be transformed to the degree you renew your mind. Somebody said, we hear about renewing the mind all the time, all the time. Pastor talks about renewing the mind. Renew your mind, renew your mind. 
Some Christians read that scripture, they say, remove your mind. No, it didn't say remove mind. <laughs> it said, renew your mind. You see, the best way to describe it was that you used to live in a different kingdom. Kingdom where you just, you eat by the sweat of your brows. You know, you just put your fingers to the bone. You walk, you walk, you walk, you walk. That's all your life was dependent on. You served a master that didn't care about you. He will put things on you that are awful. He will just basically just destroy your life. But something happened one day. There was a, a big jet that came in. That jet landed, opened. I mean, you see all the windows you see on the airplane. This jet was big, pretty big. And it opened all the windows and said, if you believe in the name of the Lord Jesus, you shall be saved. And it goes, it grabbed all of us that believed and it took off. And when he took up from that land of depression, that land of sickness and disease, that land of tyranny, it, it never returned back to it. It brought us into a new land. Amen. It brought us into it. Do you know that you are redeemed? You're not going to be any more free than you are today. Somebody says, I just want to get free. You are free. That's the problem with many Christians. We're waiting for natural events to agree that we are who God said we are. That's what Romans 12 is talking about. Do not be conformed to this world. In other words, don't let natural circumstances, don't let the world determine how you live. You're no longer there. You're no longer part of the world, though you are in the world. Yeah, Amen. Amen. And how do you change your experience? The Bible says, be ye transformed. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind. In other words, give your mind a new way of thinking. Before, I used to think that if there was no money, my life is doomed. That was my thinking before. Everything depended, you know, if you don't have money, you can't do anything. But when I started reading the Bible, I realized that when I accept what God said that I am, what he said belongs to me, it changed how I live. And how I live made me available to resources. I can tell you story after story after story of things that God has helped us do that we didn't have a dime to start with. It's not about what you possess in the natural. It's about you responding to who God said that you are. You responding. And the way you respond is by changing your thinking to match his. If God said that you are the righteousness of God in him, guess what? You are the righteousness of God. When I pray, I don't go, oh God, <laughs> I'm an old sinner. Saved by grace, oh God, help me. No, that would be violation of God's word. God said, I, I have made you the righteousness of me in Christ. So how do you think I'm the righteousness of God? I'm the righteousness of God. God lives in me. Wow. 
the creator of the universe lives in me. It makes me act different. It makes me act different. Why? Well, I won't put myself in places that won't be conducive for this man, this giant, this God that lives in me. It makes me act different. It makes me act different. It makes me act different. Why? I'm renewing my mind to how God sees me. Amen. I, you know, I mess with my wife sometimes. You know, she goes, honey, are you, are you by yourself? I said, no. <laughs> you know, I, I know. I just mess with her. Are you, are you by yourself? No. You're not? No, me and the Holy Ghost and all my angels are here. She goes, oh, I know that. <laughs> but you see, I've trained myself to think that way all the time. I'm never alone, never alone, never alone. You see, as you become aware of it, it becomes your way of thinking. And when things come up, you're not afraid. You're not afraid. You're not by yourself. I remember, I haven't gotten to my sermon yet, but let's keep going. I remember one day in Iowa, um, the president of the United States was visiting. And all the highways, you know, you see all the snipers somewhere hidden and all the dump trucks that they line the highways with. And you hear the helicopters going and, and I thought it was pretty cool. And as I was driving, I was wowed by the preparation for this man. And God said to me, do you know that as a believer, the people that you have, the, the beings, angels that you have with you are greater. You remember Elisha? What, was it Elijah or Elisha? Elisha. Where, when he was given the, the king's um, people the strategies of the enemy army that was about to attack them, he will get into his chamber and God will speak to him and he will tell the king, this is the way they're coming. So that king got so furious. He said, who's betraying us? They said, nobody is that prophet in, the, in Israel. So he sent the whole army for one man. And when that army came, they surrounded the mountain where they were residing. And his servant came out in the morning. He just woke up. He hadn't had his coffee yet. Just stretching up. And he looked, oh my God. <laughs> he ran back in. He said, master, look, we're surrounded. We're surrounded. The first thing the prophet said that they that are with us are more. As a believer, as a new creation, the Bible said that greater is he that is in you. A thousand may be against you, but the word is still true. He said greater is he. That is, even if it's a million, he said greater is he. So if you can count it, he's greater. That's the way we're to think. I'm never alone. I'm never alone. I'm never alone. Amen. So instead of something happening, you, ah! you, like, you, you catch yourself. Nope. 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 What I'm telling you tonight is not something you wait to feel. So many people wait for a feeling of victory. Victory doesn't come by feeling. Victory came to you already, but you have to believe it. You have to believe it.
People struggle in business. Struggle in business year after year. Struggle in business year after year. It seems like everything just, you make, you make one step forward this year, just another year, it just seemed like everything got taken all the way back. Somebody say, why, 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 why? And they point to God. Oh God, why don't you let me prosper? Oh God, why, why, don't, you, why don't you let me move forward in life? The Bible said that when he saved us, he gave us everything. When he gave Jesus, he gave us everything. When he gave us Jesus, he gave us everything. Somebody said, well, if he did, how come I don't see it? In order for it to be in your life, it has to first be in your thinking. It has to first be in your thinking. Because as a man thinketh, so is he. You can have a transformed life without first renewing your mind with the word of God. What is a renewed mind? That means you train your mind to think differently with the word of God. That's the way you think. That's the way you live. Amen. No matter what you face, that's the way you go. Amen. So... Look at uh, 2 Peter chapter 1. We were there earlier this morning. 2 Peter 1, verses 3 and 4. Praise God. 2 Peter 1, verses 3 and 4. You know, it would take a preacher to confuse you <laughs> about what the Word of God is saying because the Word is very plain. Let's read together. It says, According as His divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. And we always ask the question, when you read in the Bible all things that pertain to life and godliness, you have to stop and ask yourself, what are those things? And I have to name to myself, does house pertain to life? Yes. Does money pertain to life? Yes. Does clothes pertain to life? Yes. What are the things that pertain to life? The Bible says he's given it. He's given it. And then he goes on to say how he gave it to us. He says through the knowledge, through the knowledge of Christ. Well, how would you know Christ? If I came tonight to you and I say, I like to know you, how do you think or what do you think is the best way I should know you? Go listen to what everybody said about you. Huh? Go search the newspaper for you. What's the best way to know you? Huh? Spend time with you, right? Listen to, listen to, Listen to you. If I want to know you, I listen to you. Okay? If I want to know you, I'll listen to you. God said that he's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Everything you will ever need, he's given it. And he said that he's given it through knowledge of Christ. Because every good thing and every perfect thing comes from God, the Father of life. Everything that you see good came from Christ. 
Remember, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. By Him was everything made that was made, including gold, silver, you name it. Everything that you see made was made by Him. And the Bible said, for Him. For Him. Are you following me? So he said, in order for you to enjoy everything good that he's given, you need knowledge of him. Knowledge of the source. Knowledge of the source. Knowledge of the source. How do you gain knowledge of the source? Verse 4 tells us, uh, by the exceeding and precious, great and exceeding promises, through the word of God, you know him. Jesus was the word made flesh. So if we want to know Jesus, we'll read the word because the word is, is him talking. The word is him talking. The word is him talking. Okay. Now, we told you this morning that the purpose of knowledge is to transform you. There's no use getting knowledge if you're not going to put it into practice. Because the goal of knowledge is to transform you. Are you, are you listening to me? Knowledge is good when it's at work. Remember the Bible said that uh, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. If you keep reading, it said for they have rejected knowledge. Rejected knowledge. So they didn't allow knowledge to transform them. It's not just, I receive knowledge, I receive knowledge. So many people receive knowledge and they live without what that knowledge provided. Why? They didn't allow that knowledge to become the way they think. You see what I'm saying? They didn't allow that knowledge to become the way they think. And because you didn't allow the knowledge to become the way you think, you're separated from the treasures that that knowledge was intended to author into your life. Amen. Amen. So when you get knowledge, knowledge comes to you for transformation. So what do you do? You take that knowledge and you try to get the Bible and rub it into all your life, you know. I'm rubbing my life with knowledge so it can transform me. Knowledge transform me. Is that how it works? No. God said to us that the way it works is to renew your mind with that knowledge. Your mind is the gate to your spirit. So if you want to get something into the real you, which is your spirit man, you get it through your mind. You renew your mind. Get your mind to think like it. And when your mind begins to think like it, it goes in. And when it goes in, it brings about transformation. Amen. So what are the benefits of a transformed life? Before we go further, like we mentioned, the level of your transformation. Remember, transformation means a change. A change. Somebody said, when I received Jesus, change came into my life. A change. The level of change you see in your life is connected to the level to which your mind is renewed. You know, in our lives, there are areas that are more transformed than others. Why? It means we've taken the word of God and began to think about the word in those areas. Some people, it could be finances. 
When it comes to money, people already know God wants me well. So when they see opportunities, they go for it because God wants me rich. He made me rich. So they're not afraid to go for it. But when it comes to healing, those same people might be, well, I don't know if it's God's will for me to be well yet. I'm waiting to be healed. I don't know why God wouldn't heal me. God didn't promise to heal you. Oh. Do you know, God did not promise to heal you. He said that by the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. But if you don't think like you are the healed, you will be trying to get him to heal you. You see why things are delayed? You see why people leave outside? Amen. I mean, if you came and I said, I'm giving you uh, a new car, here's the keys. And you're calling me every morning. Oh, God. Oh, when would you give me that car? Well, I, I wish you could give me that car because I really need it right now. I said, I've already given it. Just collect the keys and drive. Collect the keys and drive. I said, collect the keys and drive. <laughs> Amen. So the level, when you start driving it, guess what it will do? It will transform your life. It will transform your life. You get to places quicker. Amen. You get to places quicker. Ooh. You get to places quicker. And you will be more refreshed. Amen. But if you don't, it will be just like it used to be. So the level of your transformation is determined by what you do with your mind. What do you allow yourself to be thinking on? You see, so many people are delivered, but they still think like they're bound. And because they think that way, it stays in their mouth. Stays in their mouth. That's all they talk about. That's all they talk about. That's all they talk about. My, my life is nothing. And the devil says, amen, so be it. <laughs> and it goes on. Amen. Transformation means a change in one's life as a result of applying the word of God. You see, do you know it doesn't take work to be mediocre? It doesn't take any effort to be defeated. Why? You're just conforming. Conforming means you're not putting up resistance. Conforming means you've accepted what the world said is the standard. Conforming means you are okay because it's happening to everybody else. But it says, do not be conformed. It doesn't, take effort. it doesn't take any effort to be conformed. All you need to do to be conformed is do nothing. And then you start saying, whatever will be, will be. You know, you never know what God's going to do. That's what religious people have, have, have produced because they've conformed. But the Bible said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Woo, I'm, I'm different. I'm different. So when people talk about their downs and their downs, I say, no, that's not me. I'm not part of that. Yeah. Somebody say, wait, 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 wait. I, I mean, you, you're here. I said, no, I'm not part of that. Yeah. Uh, come on now. You're just trying to act like you're somebody. I am somebody. He made me a somebody. Yeah. So, uh, you can go, uh, all you want. 
But I, you know what I'm doing? I'm accepting what God has offered me. And it takes effort. So many people want a hand-me-down thing. Pastor, pray for me. I don't want to do anything with my mind. Just pray for me. Being a Christian <laughs> has more to do with you renewing your mind than prayer. Because without, without a renewed mind, how are you going to have an intelligent conversation with God? Remember, prayer is having conversation with God. But in order to have an intelligent conversation with God, you have to think according to his word. You see, the word of God is, the, is, the, is what conversations with God is held around. And prayer is talking to God. And God said, if you ask anything according to my will, I hear you. I hear you. How would you ask his will if you don't know his will? The word of God is his will. So when you come, you need to practice thinking like his will. Thinking like the word. Thinking like God. So that when you hold conversation with him, he can hear you. He can hear you. Amen. So, I'm just still, still circling. Let's talk about some benefits of a transformed life. Transformation opens your life up to the flow of God's power. You want to see God's power in action? Transform your life. Renew your mind to his word. Do you know everywhere I go, I expect power to flow? Somebody said, you are really special. How you come up with that? No, he said that where two or three are gathered in his name, he's there. So I'm mindful that he's there. But I'm also mindful that he's there to deliver. He's there to heal. He's not just, I'm here. I'm here. He's there to heal and to deliver, to set free. So I expect him to do that. So I cooperate with him every chance I get. Why? Because I'm thinking according to his word. And because I do, it opens me up to his power. Amen. It opens you up to the, to the power of God. Amen. And it keeps you in the place where all that Christ purchased for you becomes real to you. Some people say, well, it's just not real to me. Because you haven't taken the time to renew your mind with the word of God. I've seen dead people rise. I've seen blind blind eyes open. I've seen cripple walk. How did that happen? I just believe what God said. So when opportunities arise, I get so excited. Oh, I'm going to see God do something. Why? I I know I think in line with his word. He's not going to do something because, oh, I haven't made any mistake. He's going to do something because I believed his word. And I've made his word my way of thinking. Are you you seeing it? Amen. 
You see, until you renew your mind, the promises won't be real to you. You think it's a promise. The promises of God, they are blank checks. All you got to do is put your name on it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Put your name on it. I remember when God told us, I want you in Nigeria. I'm thinking, I'm, we're going to take our whole family to Nigeria. And my head goes, okay, so you haven't even started a church. There's no guarantee of how you're going to survive. I mean, what are you going to do? But God said, do it. So we loaded everybody and we headed to Nigeria. And when we got there, we met obstacles. Oh, we met obstacles. <laughs> it started with the customs. The customs, uh, they seized our containers. We had two containers with our goods. They seized it for two months, waiting to collect some money. Because they were all per personal items. Personal items you don't pay taxes on. It belongs to you. It's something you use. We're not trying to resell it. Yeah. But they held it for two months, waiting for two months. <laughs> My head said, you see, you see, <laughs> if you had not moved, you wouldn't be dealing with this. But God said to me, I see them. I see it all. So when I get all, like, oh, God, oh, God, he said, don't worry, I see it. Yeah. I said, you see it? <laughs> really? <laughs> he said, I see it. Well, if you see it, then do something. <laughs> it said to me, you have to think like I see it. And for me to think like he sees it means I need to quiet my soul and be calm and stay in peace. See, that's part of renewing the mind. Renewing the mind, when you take the word of God as the way you think, when circumstances arise, you are at peace. Why? Because you know he's with you. An unrenewed mind will run crazy. Oh, 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 I'm anxious. I'm in anxious. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? No, but when your mind is renewed, you're calm. Why? Because the salvation is not of you. It's of him. Yeah. Amen. Amen. When your mind is renewed, it helps you to maintain right priorities. Oh, he's going to preach now. <laughs> when your mind is renewed, it helps you to maintain right priorities. Remember, we read this morning in Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things that people are dying to get. Or yet people will say, will be added to you. Will be added to you. It will be added to you. Think about it. It will be added to you. So you don't struggle to get it. It will be added. So your job then will be just maintain right priorities. What are the right priorities? Do exactly what God said. Get in the kingdom. Do things his way. Right priorities such as being in the place that God planted you. Remember Psalm 92 said, in Psalm 92, 13, it says, those that are planted in the house of the Lord, 
shall flourish, shall flourish, shall flourish. But if your mind is not renewed, you will be thinking that it is what you do that makes you to flourish. I've seen people miss the places that God planted them because of jobs, because of money. Pastor, I need to eat. Pastor, I need to eat. Well, I guess God didn't know that when he told you this is the place I planted you. You see how unrenewed mind steals from people. But the, the Bible said that the enemy roams around seeking whom he may devour. Satan comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. People think that they're going to see the devil outside with red pajamas and pitchfork. I'm here to steal from you. He doesn't come that way. Because if he did, you will know. You will know. So how does it come? It comes with wrong thinking. It comes with presenting you with scenarios that are contrary to what God said. He comes to you trying to get you to look out for yourself instead of allowing God to look out for you. The Christian life is a life that God looks out for. Do you remember? The Bible says, cast all your cares upon him, for he, for he, for he. So he's the one who does the caring. In the Old Testament, in Psalm 23, it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. In other words, the Lord is the one leading me. And because I'm responding, I shall not want. I shall not want. You see, a shepherd, when you hear the word shepherd, you hear, you see a picture of somebody leading the sheep. But if the sheep don't respond, what the shepherd has available, they won't benefit from. So when your mind is renewed, it maintains, it helps you to keep right priorities. What are right priorities? I have to be where God planted me. I have to be where God planted me. Do you know, I learned how to do real estate sitting in church services. How, how about that? I learned how to write up big things sitting in church services. Sit in church. They used to teach us in church, it's where you get poor. You never know what God's going to do. Just hold on to that dollar. Oh, you never know. Oh, God, Jesus, I love you, but this dollar is for me. <laughs> because, you see, people thought that church is give God all things and go broke. That's devilish. That's religion. God wants you wealthy and healthy. I mean, why would you think that God will create the whole plan? How many... How many of you still believe that God created the world? Amen. The gold, the silver? Yes. Would you think that he will create it for people that don't like or serve him? No, it was meant for you. It was meant for you. But you have to rely on him to enjoy it. So as a Christian, your number one goal is to be where God planted you. An unrenewed mind will keep struggling 
when all they had to do is come home to the, to the uh, what you call where the sheep feed? To the pasture. You just be there. Just show up. Because if you show up, you're going to get some food. Amen. Amen. And you see, to the sheep feed is not, the pasture is not just for feeding. It's for protection. Amen. Amen. So, I'm just trying to just cut out a few things. So, I don't keep you here all night. Amen. So, when your mind is renewed, it helps you to maintain right priorities. Of which the first is being in the local church where you're planted. You know you can be in the local church and miss the benefits. Why? Because your mind is not renewed to the fact that this is how God takes care of you. This is how God takes care of you by giving you a pastor. By giving you pastors. By giving you shepherds. And they say, is there not powerful message you have tonight? Keep listening. <laughs> Keep listening. Amen. You see, we're talking about God's way of operation. Remember? We're redeemed so we don't operate like the world. In God's system, this is how he works. If God wants to prosper your life and bring you into all he has for you, he will give you a pastor. It's as simple as that. He will give you a pastor. Really? Have I preached this message here before? He'll give you a pastor. Go with me. Oh, God, help me tonight. Oh, God, help me. <laughs> Ooh, glory to God. Somebody must be here that needed to hear this. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my word. Because it wasn't in my note. But how many of you know that the Bible says, be instant in season <laughs> and out of season? Woo-wee. <laughs> okay. Go with me to Jeremiah chapter 23. Amen. Yeah, Jeremiah 23. Yeah, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Jeremiah 23 verse 4. When we have it, let's all say amen so I can read. Okay. Okay, this is God talking. He said, and I will set up shepherds over them, which shall what? Feed them. We shall feed them. And guess what will happen when the shepherd that God sets up feed, feeds them? He said, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed. Neither shall they be lacking, says the Lord. Ooh, I thought if I walk two jobs and get a good paying job, I wouldn't lack anything. That's not what God said. That's a shifting <laughs> in our thinking. Shifting in our thinking. Are you with me? He said, I will set up shepherds over them, which shall feed them. Feed them with what? Knowledge. 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 And that knowledge is to produce a fearless life. You know what a fearless life is? A transformed life. A life that is not afraid of anything. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Neither shall they be lacking, says the Lord. Yeah. 
says the Lord. He says, say it, the Lord. That means if he say it, it, that means he's saying it. That means says. That means he's still saying it right now. Amen. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you. Since you open up this thing, let's go all the way. Look with me again to Jeremiah chapter 3. This is why people don't make progress. They don't have a pastor. He didn't say they don't have a local church. He said they don't have a pastor. Because you can be in a local church and not be pastored because of wrong thinking. Jeremiah 3 verse 15. Look at that. It says, and I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Didn't he say in 2 Peter chapter 1, in verse 3, according as his divine power has given unto us everything that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. Through the knowledge of him. And now he says here, I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge. So each time we come together, because our minds have been renewed to make coming to the pasture, you know, the sheepfold, our priority. The Bible says we will live with knowledge that will give us access to what's available to us. Every time. Every time, every time, this is big. This is big. When you understand this, attending church services becomes a whole totally different thing to you. Because you're like, okay, I'm here. Feed me, pastor. I'm here. And you get that knowledge and you leave, you put it into practice, you watch your life begin to transform. Begin to transform. Begin to transform. Begin to transform. And the more you apply it, the more transformed life you see. Yes, amen. amen. Praise God. <laughs> so, one of the benefits of living a transformed life is that your life will begin to show forth what God planned for you. It begins with you renewing your mind to recognize God's priorities. My priority is to be where God planted me. That's my priority. Be with the people that God connected me with. Do you know I wouldn't be in Nigeria today if I didn't have a pastor. I wouldn't have had access to operated businesses before if I didn't have a pastor. I wouldn't have had access to be a blessing to you. Right now, if I didn't have a pastor. Because it wasn't sitting under a pastor, that knowledge of the plan of God came to me. That's God's system. And we must renew our mind to that. Somebody said, what I need now is money. Money is not your problem. Do you know, I went to college. I'm very educated, in case you didn't know. (laughs) I went to college and I was taught, you know, you know, you just work, 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 you know, you get knowledge, you get to, you go to school, get a good job, 
and then you start paying off your student loan. <laughs> and the Spirit of God kept dealing with me. He said, you don't have to live like the world. You don't have to do things the world way. I can get you into things quick. You don't have to serve the devil to go up in life. He kept telling me, you can be rich while you're in school. I said, that's not what everybody else is saying. He kept telling me, you can own properties while you're in school. I said, Lord, I got student loan debt. He said, you can own property while you're in school. And the people that I, that I was hanging around then was like, no way. No way. You got to pay off your debt first. And then move up in life. You know, pay off your debt to move up in life. And he brought me. <laughs> it was in church. I was sitting in church. Are you listening to me? This was not part of my note. I was sitting in church. And Pastor Jay, my spiritual father, had it on his heart to have... Uh, he called it marketplace ministries. It was a time that he talked about real estate. You know, just, just sharing the word of God with us so that we will not limit the way we operate. Yeah. And it was in sitting there that a scripture was shared about the widow woman, the wife of the prophet, whom the creditors came to take her sons because she couldn't pay her debt or the debt that the husband <laughs> accumulated before he died. So they came for the sons. And she ran to the prophet, you know, what shall we do? The prophet said, what do you have? I just have a little oil. The prophet said, go borrow empty buckets. Go borrow, oh my God, go borrow empty buckets, you know, empty barrels. It wasn't the bucket that brought the increase. I wish I have time to share that revelation. It wasn't the bucket that brought the increase. It was the anointing on that oil that they had. The bucket borrowed was just to house the increase. So don't get people get your arm. Amen. But if you don't understand it, you will think that it is when you go borrow that your life changes. Things you borrow is just to house the increase that is coming from God. Good. Good. Oh. Anyway. So, and it was in sitting there that I learned that. And God said, you know, you go apply it. I said, but I got that. He said, if you don't walk, if you don't walk by this knowledge, you will struggle. So after the meeting was over, after the meeting was over, it was a weekend meeting. It was on a Sunday. No, Saturday. It ended about 2, 2.30. I said, now I'm armed. You know, I, he's been dealing with my heart about it. But now he gave my man of God the message to preach. I'm like a sheep. After you eat, you go exercise. Right? So I got on the street. That afternoon, I started driving. I'm looking. I can buy property. I can buy a property. My, my head said to me, you are crazy. <laughs> I, but that message burned in my heart. So I started driving. And the Holy Ghost kicked in. He said, turn right. I turn right. Go left. I go left. 
and turn left again. I turn left. And when I turn that left, mind you, you see, he said, you can own property. You don't have to have money. All you need is an anointing. Yeah, good. And you got the anointing and the anointed one inside of you. Okay? He said he's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. See, my mind is, at this point, shifting, turning, turning. Say turning. Turning, turning, turning. So here I am searching for a property that I didn't have a dime to buy. But you see, if I didn't act it out, it wouldn't become permanently the way I thought. So when I made that last left turn, there was a sign in front of me on the property. I said, wow. So I called my realtor. I said, I'm interested in this property. She called. They said, it has an accepted offer. I said, Lord, it has an accepted offer. God said to me, I've given you that property. Huh? <laughs> you got to be kidding. So, I told my realtor, I said, God said he's giving me that property. She said, I don't get emotional. There's more houses. <laughs> There's more houses. Just come down. I said, God said. <laughs> she said, you know, just come. So I said, call them again. Call them. So she called them. And they said, well, you can turn in your offer. We've already accepted an offer. We just hold it yeah. if it makes you feel better. Uh-huh. You, know, you know, she's trying to talk to me this way. Yeah. So we signed the offer. On the offer, God by his spirit has taught me things to put down. Things to put down, how to make it work. So four days later, she calls me screaming. I guess what? Guess what? They accepted your offer. That was the beginning of me walking on water, so to speak. You you know what I mean by that? I found out that the only limitation in my my life was my thinking. And that became a breakthrough for me. So whenever things come up, And God, I found it in his word, and by the witness of the Spirit, I'm no longer deterred. Somebody said, how'd you get the money to close it? (laughs) That's another sermon. (laughs) Amen. Amen. But God, you see, anything you are not open to in your thinking, you you wouldn't reach. You know every day, Oral Roberts used to say, that every day miracle is either coming your way or passing you by. Yeah, yeah. But if your mind is not renewed, you won't even recognize the miracles. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's really messing with me tonight because it's just <laughs> completely. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You see, when your mind is renewed, you first of all make finding your place your priority. Finding your place in the body of Christ, your priority. You remember in 1 Corinthians 12, 18, he said that God has placed all of us in the body as it pleased him. When you go to somebody's house and they set you up at the dining table, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to eat. 
They're about to feed you. So when God said, I set each one of you, each member in the body as it pleased him. Guess what? He's about to feed you. He's about to feed you. I call it champion food. <laughs> the food that makes you act like a champion. Amen. I mean, the food that you eat, I mean, your head is going, Woo, what was that? What was that? It gives you new ideas, new thinking, but you have to embrace it. Amen. And another benefit of that is that once, uh, oh, can I get out of this one? You know, once you're in your place, once in you're in your place where God planted you, you will begin to discover the plan of God for your life. Which is you will begin to discover greatness. Oh, somebody think that is money that makes people great. No, the plan of God makes men great. And God has designed it that you only get into that plan when you are where he planted you. Remember what he said, those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. Flourish. Look well. Look healthy. Look like somebody is taking care of you. Hallelujah. Amen. Look like somebody is taking care of you. It begins with being where God planted you. Begins with where God planted you. You know, I went from that experience and I was invited. This was a guy that didn't have any dime. I was invited to speak to a chamber of commerce. This Bible, this word of God will transport you past ordinary living. Amen. Somebody said, what'd you do? I told him I was busy. <laughs> but I attended meetings. You see, people don't know what's available because their thinking is small. They fail to renew their mind with the word of God. You, sitting there looking at me, can walk in greatness. Because that's how God designed you to function. You got to see yourself that way. You see, that seeing yourself that, that way is you renewing your mind to it. I'm born to win. I can make great things happen. Not because I was born to the right family, but because I was born into Christ. When I entered into Christ, my greatness began. See, being a Christian is not an ordinary living. Being a Christian is not just going to church saying amen and walk out the feet. No, going to church is like you were born into some extraordinary, amen. supernatural yeah. living. Amen. But it has, it has to get into your mindset in order for it to affect your life. Yeah. Amen. 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 When your mind is renewed, huh? It makes you an outreach to your community. It makes you God's outreach to your community. Good. People want to know God. They say, look at me. Somebody said, that's getting arrogant. No, he said, just like Jesus is, so are we yeah. in this world. Yeah. He said, we are the light of the world. Yeah. What you turn on the light for? To see. 
And then in another instance, say, you are the salt of the earth. Yeah. What you put salt in the food for? To give it taste. Yeah. To make it taste good. Uh-huh. Right? To make it taste good. So when you're around people, all of a sudden, life means much to them. I remember an incident. On my way home from one of the businesses that we were operating at the time, I was tired, ready to go home. And my wife calls me. She said, honey, could you stop at the store and pick something up on your way home? Uh, you know, you can't say no <laughs> if you're smart. <laughs> so I said, okay. And I, you know, I just made myself get into the store. I picked up the item and I was on the, check, at the, on the checkout line, about to check out. There was a gentleman in front of me checking out. And here I was, you know, half away. And God said to me, I want you to pay the groceries of that man in front of you. I'm like, okay. You know, you're, you're tired, but you've, I've learned the voice of God. So I said, okay. So I made eye contact with the cashier. I said, put his bill on my bill. I paid for it. So he did it. And when the guy asked how much he owed the guy, he told him that the gentleman is paying for it. He looked at me. He said, thank you. He left. He left. So I'm checking out. I checked out, paid for everything, and was walking out. I didn't know that he left to wait for me at the door. And when I got out to the door, he came to me and said, sir, I just want to say thank you. And with his eyes swelled up with tears, he said, it it is people like you that makes me want to keep living. I didn't know that anything was wrong with the man. He didn't appear that anything was wrong with him. But God prompted me to do it. Does that sound like salt to you? It made life taste good for him. And it it, it grabbed my heart. I woke up suddenly. I was no longer tired. Because you see, if you see how God blesses people, it just, oh my God, I can stay up for this. How many more hours? Yes, Lord, praise God. You see, when you begin to see yourself the way God sees you and you act it out, it keeps you excited. It keeps you thrilled. Amen. 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 That's what I mean by when you, your mind is renewed, you will become an outreach for God to your community. Amen. An outreach. Say, I'm, I am an outreach for God. Remember, the Bible said we are gates for God. See, that's part of you renewing your mind. Your gate for God. For God to visit your community, you have to open your gate. Remember the scripture said in Psalm 24, lift up your heads, O ye gates. He's talking about his people. And the king of glory shall come in. Somebody say, I want God to change my community. Open up. How do you open up? Renew your mind. That he has to do it through you. Many times we're waiting for the government to make a change in our community. When God is looking to us for a change. 
That's why in any nation that you have believers, God doesn't hold the government uh, uh, responsible. They account for what they do, but it is the believers that he holds responsible. Why? Because they're the ones with the keys. They're the ones with the keys. Behold, I give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth is bound. Whatever you lose on earth is loose. It's a mindset. It's a renewed mind. So instead of wasting your life, waiting for a change to happen, Bible said you are authorized to initiate a change. Whatever you are okay with, heaven will be okay with it. I don't know why my life is the way it is. You know why? Because we've had been okay with it. So I mean, well, how do I change it? Take the word of God and renew your thinking with it. And when you do, it produces a transformed life. Many times we talk about the devil getting a hold of people. Ooh, wait till you let the word get a hold of your mind. When the word gets a hold of your mind, you allow the word of God on purpose to get a hold of your mind. You walk on water. <laughs> Amen. You walk, why? Because you will exit the life of ordinary people. Amen. That's what we're talking about, a renewed mind. A renewed mind will produce a transformed life. Amen. When your mind is renewed, it will help you to take your place in Christ. What's that place? A place of reigning. A place where you can walk up to things. Say, I don't like the way this has been going. In the name of Jesus, change. You come to this community and you walk away expecting change to come. It's, it's a higher way of living. Yes. Higher way of living. Yes. Amen. Yes. It's a way of when, when you go back to your house, you go, Father, I don't like the way things are in my community. And you get into prayer with him. Father, you said in your word that whatever I authorize on the earth, you will authorize in heaven. Whatever I don't permit, you won't permit. I need your wisdom on this issue. And light will begin to come. Why? Because you're asking him according to his will. And he'll tell you and you execute it. You come out, smile at everybody. They say, we don't know what happened. We do. Amen. Glory to God. When your mind is renewed, it will help you to always recognize your answers. You know there are answers coming to you right now. Right now. Right now. Whether you believe it or not, it's coming. Answers are coming. Because why? I know for sure answers are coming to you tonight. Because the direction he took me wasn't in my note. If I wasn't trained to respond to the Holy Ghost, ooh, you would have been in trouble tonight. I would have been in trouble tonight. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. So when your mind is renewed and your life is being transformed, you recognize answers easier and quicker. You know why people struggle with recognizing answers? Unrenewed mind. Because they want answers to come a certain way. Remember who your deliverer is. He's the one that's going to tell you the way he will do it. So we have to stay responsive to him. Remember when God delivered the Israelites out of Egypt. He brought them through the Red Sea. 
And the Bible said that his way of delivering his people, his way of delivering his people, his way of delivering his people. He didn't say ways or the way or the people's way of them being delivered. Do you see what I'm saying? Because sometimes we want God to deal with our issue this way. And if it doesn't happen that way, we think that everything has gone down. A renewed mind will understand that God's ways are higher than our ways. So whichever way he says to do it, you just do it. Can you imagine a blind man came to Jesus? Jesus spit on the dirt, rolled the dirt, put it in his eyes and said, go wash it out. Well, if you didn't put it in my eyes, I wouldn't have to wash it out. But the guy went and washed it out and came out seeing. His way of delivering his will is different. When your mind is renewed, you're open to answers. Whatever God taught me this, he said, whenever you are believing me for something, okay? Let's say you're believing God for finances. And he says to you to do something that is completely opposite. Completely opposite. He said to me, that's your answer. Huh? That's your answer. Uh, no comprende. <laughs> he said, that's your answer. I was standing there and said, no comprende. No comprende. Until I learned to say, si, senor. <laughs> and when I said, si, senor, light came. But as long as I stood there, no comprende, no comprende, no comprende. Why? Because he's going contrary to the way I thought he should deliver me. But as soon as I said, yes, sir, si, senor. Uh-huh. Amen. Amen. Si, senor brought light. Are you listening? Are you, are you catching what I'm saying tonight? Is it when your mind is renewed, you depend on God, no matter what he says to you. No matter what he says to you. I remember one time, <laughs> glory to God, I was in a tight spot. And I had preached for somebody. And they gave me a nice check. Nice check. Very good. And God said to me, I want you to send that check to this other pastor. I said, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it pays to work with God. He said, I want you to send that check to this other pastor. I said, uh, and check my hearing. You mean like take a portion and send to this pastor? <laughs> he said, I want you to send the whole check. The whole check. The whole check. This God. He's amazing. So, because I've begun to practice this, and I've learned to renew my mind to a measure in that area, I took the check to the bank and I got me a cashier's check so that I, I don't change my mind. Yeah. Okay, so I can just, just clear it. Yeah. So I took it to the bank, got a cashier's check and sent the whole thing. The whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and my head says, see, see, this is how you mess yourself up all the time. Nobody, you heard God. Huh? When was the last time God, you know, you know, your head, your head will harass you. Yes. This is where yes. you renew your mind. Yes. 
the higher knowledge is greater than natural knowledge. Yes. So I sent that check. Do you know it wasn't even two weeks? Somebody gave me something that's worth 15 times that check. Wow. And I thought, what about if I hadn't? Yeah. What about if I hadn't? See, renewed mind. Renewed mind. Well, a recent issue, this is current, you know, that has been a while, but I'm talking about recent, this one is recent, and it's in the mission field. Okay? How many of you like to hear mission stories? So, in the mission field, I got a call from a minister, a missionary that goes into the uh, Muslim strongholds, you know, just delivering the message, delivering the gospel, raising teams, and taking teams with them to the place. He calls me one day. He's never asked me for anything. But he called me one day. He said, Reverend, um, I just felt impressed to call you to tell you this. That my landlord was kicking us out, me and my family. Because they are behind on their rent. And the way rent is paid down there, it's not like you pay monthly. You have to pay either a whole year or two years in advance. And when I heard it, <laughs> the Spirit of God inside of me said, pay for it. Two times one is two, two times three is six. You know, but you, see, that's, you know, your head goes, you're on the mission field too. But you see, I've learned to renew my mind that whenever prompting comes, that's my way into something greater. So we gathered what we had. That's why I'm so thankful for my wife. She's a spiritual woman. We can agree whenever God speaks. We bundled up what we had and paid that man's and his family's rent for a whole year. Paid it off. And within two days, they were able to find a new place and moved into a new place. And, <laughs> and, hello, my friend. Hi. <laughs> and two, it wasn't even a month. I'm, you know, I could be wrong. It, it wasn't long. I was presented with the opportunity to wipe off everything that was behind in our ministry in Nigeria. It was like, I, I think it was like maybe 20 times or even more than what we gave that guy. When your mind is renewed, you follow every prompting. You see, the prompting of God, the leading of the Spirit becomes your way out. See, a renewed mind listens to God. An unrenewed mind does research. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you catch that? A renewed mind looks to God and responds to prompting. An unrenewed mind will do research. 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 Answers don't come from research. Answers for the believer comes from the word and the leading of the spirit. Amen. Ooh, Jesus, you're something. Amen. So when your mind is renewed, 
you recognize your answers. You recognize your answers. There are answers going on tonight. I know for sure. <laughs> you know how I know? Because most of the things I'm telling you is not in my note. I'm like, okay, which one? Okay, which Okay. And before I get finished with one, he, okay, get here. So I've learned to keep responding. You're getting answers. You're getting answers. You're not supposed to be struggling. You go back and look at the areas you're struggling, you will find out that they are the areas you have failed to renew your mind. It's just as simple as that. There are areas, what do you mean by areas you failed to renew your mind? Areas that you failed to adopt the word of God as your way of thinking. When your life is transformed, when your mind is renewed, it will make your prayer life a flow with God. You know why? Because your mind is renewed to his word. So when you come to pray, you're praying according to his will. And it's a flow. It's a flow. It's a flow. You come in, he will whisper things to you. Believe me for this. Believe me for this. Believe me for this. Believe me for this. I got down to pray. This was last year. We had been on the radio in the nation for the past six years. But things got tighter. So we had to like, okay, let's prioritize. Put it over here. <laughs> Put that over here. And one day during prayer, Monday morning, God said to me, I want you back on radio. I'm not done with you on radio. See, it's an opportunity for a renewed mind to kick in. I've learned to say, okay. Your mind says, where are you going to get the funds? I said, okay. So you know what I did? When we were done with prayer, I called the station. I said, you know, what are the availabilities you have? God said to me, I want you back on the radio. The, you know, the manager, they know us. I said, I don't doubt it. I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> so they gave me all the, opportun- all the uh, availability they have and the cost. I said, okay. And God spoke to me the same place I was praying. He said, this will be the easiest thing you've ever done. I said, praise God. This is good. This is good. Opportunity for a renewed mind to get more solid. So I left, you know, believed God for it. The, The next time I'm praying, I said, Father, I thank you for answers. Thank you, I'm led by your spirit. See, this is the mistake many of us make. God will speak to us and we won't go back to him with what he said. When God speaks to you, when he brings things to you, go back to him with the same. Don't just wait for it to happen. Go to him. Okay, Father, I thank you for this. Anything that I need to know, I trust you to share with me. So I went to him and I'm thanking you for wisdom and all of that. This was on a Monday. So when I went to church on Sunday, he said to me, share with the people what I told you. Share with the people what I told you. And I know the people. I know based on their record. Where are they going to get it from? Huh? They were not in a place, you know, naturally. He said, share with them. 
Of course, we are on the internet. There are people listening to us all over. So I shared what God said, said to share with them just in passing by. I said, well, God wants us back on the radio. We're getting back on the radio. I've called the station. This is how much it will cost. If this was around 12 noon. I'm talking about this, 12 noon. By 12.15, somebody already sent payment for three months. And they were not even sitting in the congregation. We limit ourselves by the way we think. That's what God's wanting to get through to you tonight. Renew your mind. There are possibilities that you'll never know until you renew your mind. And it, when God said all things are possible, guess what? All things are possible, not few things. You know some believers read that scripture as all things are possible. They calculate based on what they can. And then we think we're in faith. You know how I know? Because I used to do that. I can handle this one. Father, I believe you for this. If you can handle it, then it's not faith. <laughs> Did you catch that? It's the unrenewed mind wants comfort. Mm -mm. Don't spend all of that, okay? All right. But when your mind is renewed, when God says, do this, you better get to doing it. You better get to doing it. You, be you better get to doing it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I remember one Christmas in recent time, God said to my wife and I, go buy Christmas materials, you know, food. And we counted about four widows that we supplied money for Christmas. Just buy items for Christmas. And do you know, <laughs> he's faithful. Somebody else, right after Christmas, God spoke to them and said, raise money for them. Sometimes men, people, you don't hear the background stories. That's why I'm led to share this with you. You see, a renewed mind, when you put your attention on God, it opens you up. Yeah, it opens you up. Good. Amen. Amen. There was a time, I'm telling you stories of, <laughs> there was a time God said to me, there was a vehicle we, we owned, and we still had note left on it. And God said to me, I want you to give it to this family and finish paying the note. <laughs> Huh? They're driving it and you're paying the note. An unrenewed mind would be like, well, what the note left is not much. Why don't you let them finish it? Yeah. But if you want more from God, you're going to have to learn to do things his way. And you know, after that, opportunities came that we needed help. And somebody came up with it. Amen. Amen. When your mind is renewed, you recognize the devil's devices. You know, part of the things that trips people up is that they don't recognize how the enemy works. When your mind is renewed, you recognize the devil's setups. Because the devil cannot defeat you without your help. Impossible. You're redeemed. For him to gain access back into your life, you need to give him access. But many times we either give him access through ignorance or through just 
There ain't no unbelief. So when your mind is renewed, you start recognizing the ways the enemy traps you. But your life can be different. Life can be different. Amen. When your mind is renewed, it keeps you connected to life. Oh my, what, what time is it? Wow. When your mind is renewed, it keeps you connected to life. What is a major key to a renewed mind? Keep your attention on God's word. Remember Proverbs 4 verse 20. I'm finally trying to get back to at least something on my note. <laughs> when your mind is renewed, to renew your mind, you simply hold your attention on, on the word of God. Proverbs 4.20 says, my son, attend to my word. Attend. God said to me recently, he said, the reason, one of the reasons so many people are not enjoying the blessing is that they're not interested. And I heard God spoke the same to Pastor Nancy. Lack of interest. Lack of interest. Do you know that lack of interest is simply uh, you not attending to God's word? When you attend to word of God, to the word of God, that's you showing interest. Whatever you're attending to is flowing into your life. When you attend to the word, the word flows into you. And when it flows into your life, it transforms you. Amen. It transforms you. A renewed mind. You can think like God. It's possible. He said it is. He said, I send the word to you so that you can take on my thinking. Take on my thinking. And when you take on God's thinking, it changes everything about your life. Changes everything. Money is not what changes your life. A renewed mind is what changes your life. Because you can have money and be broke. Oh, I've seen people like that. They're loaded with money, but they're broke. They can't handle it. They can't make right decisions. Every year, instead of going high, they go down. Why? Unrenewed mind. Unrenewed mind. Unrenewed mind. There are possibilities awaiting so many of you. There is a big vision for this local assembly. But it takes renewed mind. Because God is wanting to get so many of you into position. So don't argue with God. That's how God got me to Iowa. I was living in Atlanta years ago. He said, Park this year, I want you to go to Iowa. Kidding? Atlanta was wonderful. Hot weather. Pat and go to Iowa. And he said to me, Don't you argue with me. <laughs> Thank God I didn't. Because if I did, I wouldn't have been here yeah. right. right now. Right. Amen. Amen. There are answers for you. Victory is inside of you, prosperity is within reach for you. You are born into it. All you have to do is renew your mind according to the word of God. Instead of calling yourself poor, call yourself rich according to the word of God. Instead of calling yourself struggleville, call yourself prosperityville. Amen. Amen. You see what I'm saying? Change the way you think. Instead of restricting yourself, this is all I got. Who said this is all you have? It's you. Doctor used to say, I'm on a fixed income. Who fixed it? Yeah. <laughs> you fixed it. Uh-huh. 
Amen. Amen. See, when your mind is renewed, you're open. Yeah. You're open. Yeah. I said, you're open. You're open. Amen. Amen. I see businesses yeah. rising out of this congregation. Yes. Amen. Strong businesses. Yeah. Not the one you start today and close tomorrow. I'm talking about lasting businesses yeah. that are guided by the Spirit. That's right, amen. Guided by the Spirit. Yeah. Are you interested? Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. I said, are you interested? Yes. Amen. It begins with you taking a new thinking. Yeah. Taking a new thinking. Well, I told you we're going to lay hands on the sick tonight. Not the sick in the sense that you are sick, you are redeemed. We're just going to agree with God and release the anointing into your life. Yes, but I must tell you this, because Pastor Nancy reminded us about that in the camp meeting. You know, I was headed to become a medical doctor. That's what I was endeavoring to study, to become a doctor. In fact, to become a surgeon. I wanted to cut people off, you know, just cut them off, take out the bad stuff, sew it back up and say, bye. <laughs> For some reason, it just thrilled me that, you know, I wanted to be a help to people. I knew I was anointed to be a minister, but I wanted to combine the two. And it took me a minute to hear God because my head was all into it. God said to me, I did not call you to become a medical doctor. I gave you a healing endowment. I struggled with it for a while. And I finally said, okay, si, senor. Si, senor. And when I said, si, senor, it freed me up. So now, when I minister to people, I'm reminded by the Spirit of God, lay hands on people to transmit that healing power. To transmit that healing power. And when you tell them this and you lay hands on them, they release faith to receive it. Yeah. And it works for them. Amen. It works for them. Yeah. I was called a while back, this was in Iowa, by a group of pastors from Africa, from Congo in particular. They wanted me to come and talk to them. They've had me occasionally come minister in their churches. So they called me to come talk to them. So I went to one of the places to go sit down and talk with them. So we're sitting down talking about the things of God, encouraging them. And when I was done, I had already scheduled an appointment to be somewhere else. Okay. So at the end of the meeting, I said, okay, well, I will see you. They said, Reverend, we had planned for you to go to the hospital with us. That there was a young girl at the hospital with mental problems. I said, you didn't tell me that. I already gave my word on another commitment. I said, but I'll tell you what. Bring a piece of cloth. Let me lay hands on it, and you can take it to that young woman's room. So they brought a big piece of cloth. I laid hands on it, and I said, Father, that healing power that you've put on my life, I transmit it into this piece of cloth by faith, so that when it's laid on the sick, it drives out devils and demons, and it brings total healing. In the name of Jesus. And we, you know, I blessed them and I left. A couple of days later, the pastor called me. He said, you know what? We took that piece of cloth on that, on that young woman. Her mind returned back. She's out of the hospital. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on. And the next time I went there to preach, she was there. They showed her to me. 
I said, what an honor. What am I saying? That anointing works. But you have to believe that God anoints people with such an assignment. Amen. So when, it w when I lay hands, that's a means of transmitting it. Another instance, I was at church preaching. And at the end of my preaching, somebody came. Either it came by word of knowledge, I don't remember. But they came and said, my mother is in the hospital. Her kidneys was not responding. Would you lay hands on a piece of cloth? So we lay hands on a piece of cloth. They took it to the hospital, laid it on her. The kidneys started working. What am I saying? Power is transmittable. Yes. You just transmit power, healing power. Yes. I'm telling you this because he reminded me of it. Thank God for Pastor Nancy. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. So we transmit the healing power of God and it works for you. Amen. So if you need hands laid on you, all you have to do is when you come up here, believe that when hands are laid on you, that power is transmitted to you and it will drive away every sickness every symptom. Amen. Amen. Glory to God.